Welcome to another episode of Paul Thon Power, Power System Design's podcast on the latest in power and power design. I'm your host, Alex Paul, and today we've got friend of the show, Mark Adams of CUI. Uh, we had him here before talking about digital power, and I wanted to bring him back today, and we can talk a little bit more about the migration of digital power into uh, more and more systems, because it just keeps going. Isn't that right, Mark? Uh, absolutely, Alex, and uh, thank you for uh, taking the time. Uh, but you know, in, in reality, it's uh, it's not really just about moving further into applications. It's it's uh, there's a significant shift going on in digital power right now, and uh, it's moving from a a nice to have to have to have uh, in the industry. Right. Well, you know, and Mark, that's it depends on how you look at it at that point, because when you say have to have. There's a tremendous pressure, of course, from the application because you want the improved control. There's increased pressure from ROI. You want to get your money out of your system as fast as possible. But that's still more of a pressure. You're saying a necessity. That would imply it's behooving them. They must do this. Yeah, like so. The you know the, the concept of digital power has really been at the system level. You know, we talk about the value proposition of being able to you know, monitor the system and being able to get information out of it and have intelligence to a complete system, um, shortening design cycles. Those have always been the attributes of uh, digital power right. that uh, we've been stressing. But now the, the digital power is going down to the chip level on a requirement. And uh, it's no more evident than what is happening right now with PM bus, which is the industry standard open uh, Command. Right, the communications That's, protocol. Mm-hmm. Right. So that is uh, the new specification is in um, is in edit right now. It's expected to be released in March, and they're going to add uh, something that's uh, new in what's uh, it's an AVS bus. And uh, everybody's like, well, what's a you know what's an AVS? Bus? I was just about to ask you that, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, the key here is that PM bus is an instruction set. It's a set of commands open standard, and then it operates... Runs on the I-squared C. I-squared C or SM bus. AVS bus is another physical bus that's going to be added. That um, What it is, it's a much faster bus, um, and it is going to tie into core voltages on chips. And the, ah. reason, the reason for this is that uh, there's, there's several uh, applications that are happening in this, in this arena one is um, chips are expensive. We all know that. Geometries are getting low. The tolerances on voltages are getting very, very tight. And uh, when you look at, for example, a, a DSP with a one-volt core, they go out there and they, they test them, and you know, you've know you got plus or minus maybe 3% on that accuracy, and anything that operates outside that, they have to throw that chip away. Well, now all with the, right. So now what the chip companies are doing, they're getting, they're getting smart to increase their yields. And what they're doing is that um, they're starting to run a self-interrogation uh, algorithm at startup. And, and maybe rather than a, a 1 volt, the chip works perfectly fine at 1.02 or even 0.98. It meets all specifications, but that's just the way it, it came out. Today, you would end up throwing that chip away. But now with the AVS bus, they do the self-interrogation. They look at the core voltage and says, okay, I can operate at 0.98, meet all the specifications, 0.98 plus or minus 3%. And then so what they do is they send a command 
to the digital power supply to change their output voltage, store that output voltage, and operate with that output voltage for the rest of its life. So now they've increased their yields, and they've pushed the responsibility of that down to the board level uh, digital power supply. It's kind of like power management uh, system, right? Yeah, it's almost kind of like the uh, the Intel uh, SVID concept in a way. Um, you know, Intel has that, and they've had that for a long time, and that's been right. a requirement on their chips for forever. But that's a proprietary standard. So now the industry needs uh, needs to develop something that uh, is an open protocol, so all the chip companies don't have proprietary protocols, and then wonder why the power supply industry can't hook into every single different proprietary protocol. Well, I, I'm, I'm, I'm deaf on proprietary communication protocols anyway. You could have fairy dust on the inside of your box. I don't care, but the outside of your box has to talk to the rest of the industry. Absolutely. And, it, and the, the nice thing is is that not only with this AVS bus, because it's, it's significantly faster than, than um, uh, I'm sorry, the, with the AVS bus. The I squared C. Yeah. yeah, significantly faster than the SM bus. The nice thing is, is not only does it allow you this capability, but it does continue to add value proposition to the digital solution because now, um, now you can start communicating um, and adjusting uh, for power savings, right? On the fly. Wow. On the fly. So now instead of you know um, uh, operating at one volt all the time. You know, if, if the traffic goes down and you're kind of in a quasi-sleep mode, then rather than at 1 volt, maybe you can ratchet it down to 0.6 volts. Um, but then when it comes back on, you have to be able to quickly turn back on. So this is the requirement of the new much faster bus so that the on time and the adjustment time to get up to 1 volt so you can crank that processor and, and pro- start processing right away is, is key. And this adds to that value proposition, adding that much faster bus that has been uh, – you know, an issue in the industry for the power savings mode. Well, and, and it's so interesting, Mark, because when you see the migration, and now it's becoming an evolution, but when you see the original deployment, it was almost a case of, eh, this is useful, maybe, maybe not, and half the industry was like, I don't know, and then it got to the point where everyone's, oh, yeah, this is something, yeah, this is something useful, but now with what you're telling me, we are, you, you are absolutely right. It is going to be a necessity. They will be behooved. They, if they want to compete and sell a product that is competitive in the marketplace, they're going to have to move to those digital power protocols just to ensure, number one, as you were saying, yields, chip performance, system performance. It's going to become a point where if you're not involved, you're not even competitive. Yeah, and, and, and the key on that is that, you know, again, you, you're, pushing the, you're pushing the envelope with these, with these new chips and, and – um, and there's not a power architecture, you know, uh, engineer in every single uh, customer, you know. And we again, we continually hear, "I hate power." Well, you know what? The, this this potentially has the ability to to say, "I really, I really hate power," because <laughs> it's not it's it's moving to a requirement, and that's always been a, that's always been something that always, people have always been extremely hesitant to put in data sheets, right? Because once you put the word "required" on anything external. That goes into the total cost of that solution. Uh, right. But uh, when the industry is making that wave, you know, so engineers aren't going to see it in, you know, as soon as this new, this new spec is signed off, they're not going to see it in, you know, May of this year. But there are a lot of customers that are already seeing it, um, and they're seeing it with proprietary protocols. But now 
in about a year, um, you know, it's going to be much more mainstream. I mean, we continue to run up against it with customers, and they're like, all right, just I need to take care of this power supply on this DSP because it has to be digital. So it's the it's a crawl, walk, run, but it's forcing a crawl. Got it. Got it. Got it. Well, and then the, the bottom line is eventually everybody's got to run. If you're gonna if you're gonna play with the dog, the big dogs, right? You you have to run with them. Exactly. Now, uh, Mark, how is this being manifested in product at CUI? So right now, you know, from from our standpoint, we're keeping a we're keeping a close eye on the AVS bus. So once the once the AVS bus is uh, is uh, voted on and approved, um, then we expect that to uh, move into um, move into uh, ICs, and then that will then move into our modules. Um, but until then, right now, you know, we still operate on the, the PM bus specification. Um, we still operate over SM bus, and um, we are actively engaged with numerous companies, um, both at from a reference design standpoint as well as a implementation standpoint of a customer, supporting these new requirements of adjustable core voltages and uh, working within the system. So even though some of them are proprietary, there are some things that we're doing and helping uh, with the customer so that they can hook into uh, uh, an industry standard PM bus command structure and uh, allow them to take advantage of some of the, the, most, some of the most advanced uh, digitally controlled auto-compensated uh, point load modules in the market. Well, hey, that's great to know because, well, you got to move the ball forward. As you were saying, you know, to run with the big dogs, you also need to be able to run, which means you also need to have something to run with. And I'm glad that you guys are ready to provide product when this protocol has been finally approved and it gets manifested in your client's products. But then that's something that everybody's got to pay attention to going forward. Absolutely. Absolutely. There you go. So, Mark, do you have any other insights or any last uh, thoughts you'd like to leave our audience with before we close out yeah. this episode? Yeah, I mean, I would definitely, I would definitely encourage uh, anybody that's more interested in this to go to uh, pmbus.org, and uh, you can see a, um, a copy of the presentation that was presented recently on this uh, on the changes of PMBus that moves to uh, they call PMBus Plus uh, moves to 1.3 that includes the AVS bus. And then, um, you know, uh, please visit uh, CUI.com for information on our modules that are uh, range from 12 to 50 amps um, and uh, have uh, auto compensation and uh, some of the highest densities in the, in the space today. And uh, watch for us in the coming year. We have some very exciting new products that are going to come out that uh, nobody else uh, is even close to. Wow, excellent. Thanks a lot, Mark. I really appreciate you taking the time to come back. And don't worry, we're going to drag you back again because obviously uh, power is not a space that's going to run out of innovation or change anytime soon. Absolutely. Thanks, Alex. Oh, pleasure is mine. And I'd like to thank everybody else out there in the audience for taking the time to be with us. We wouldn't be here without you. Tell your friends. This is Alex Paul for Paul Tom Power. Have a great day. <laughs>